Kristen, thanks for joining us at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Welcome, Janelle Spees, to the hot seat. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's an exciting moment, finally pinning you down. Yes, it does take some time. <laughs> you have rather a full life these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Four kids do that to you. Four kids will do that to you. Yes. yes. I feel like I'm sitting um, in front of a um, Noosa Church baby because you've been yeah. here forever, haven't you? Yeah, I came when I was nine. So oh, really? yeah, we moved right. up. From I think south. yeah, I think it was actually the year that um, Sammy and Michael and I took over the church. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, so came here when I was nine. I was in Victoria before that. And there you yeah. go. So, so you have been here something a long time. Years. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Had yeah. a little stint yeah. in between, a five-year stint in Emerald, but That's otherwise right. I've been here. Yes. And how many years married? Oh, uh, 11, 11, 11 years, 11 and a half years. Yep. My goodness. How fast that goes. Hey? I know, like really <laughs> fast. It feels fast and then it also feels like forever. Yes. But we've been together. I We recently had a family holiday with Lewis's family and I realized and I said, oh my goodness, I have been in this family mm. for half my life now. Yeah, wow. So 15 years <laughs> I've been cool. in, in Lewis's life yeah, and wow. I was like, wow, that's crazy because now nice that's that? going to overtake and it'll be totally. like more than half my life yes. and, you know, my pre-Lewis life will be very little. <laughs> yes, yes, your yeah. pre-Lewis life. Yes. So so let's talk about your pre-Lewis life mm, for a yes. moment. So um, it was Sydney that you moved up from? Victoria. Victoria, sorry. Yes, yes of course, your dad, mad um, Essendon. Uh, Richmond. Richmond. Oh, he'll get Sad right, when you right. say that. Oh, <laughs> Richmond yes, Tigers. Sephora. I should remember that, shouldn't I? Yeah. So, what was it like? A big move like that at nine? It was so fast and out of the blue. Actually, okay. um, I grew up in a little town called Hillsville, and it was just this simple life there. Um, we sort of like my childhood um, was. Like my parents had um, their house taken off them at when I was born, so they actually went through um, almost bankruptcy, but not oh, quite. Um, yeah. Living off church parcels, like food parcels, um, all of that for years. Um, my mum specifically remembers sitting in the middle of their rent, their house that had just been taken on a bucket as everyone moved around them with breastfeeding me in the middle of the room. Oh my god! And so it's they were very hard. My dad was a very hard worker growing up, or still always is. Um, but we had a little local church down there. Um, I recall moving into our first sort of home, maybe around six, um, that had a little bit of property and had a goat and that simple life. And um, I think I was in grade four when one day at the end of the year, um, Mum and Dad came up here for their anniversary and they came home from Noosa and just said, hey, kids, we're moving to Noosa. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And we were like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're moving to Noosa. Um, I don't know if you'd know them, but the Lords um, lived here. So they were in Hillsville. They were a Noosa family that moved up here, Monica oh, wow. and Chris Lord. Um, and so they just had visited them up here as well yeah. and literally came home 
packed the bags. Monica and Chris found a rental just across the road, actually, down right around the corner from Jamie and Tegan was wow. where we moved into. And, um, yeah, we I, I can't remember the timeline, but it was very quickly that we moved up. I think it was within maybe six, six or eight weeks that we were moved, you know. I think I'd visited Queensland once before yeah. um, on a holiday and that's – that's wow. it. We were there here. You go. Yeah. So do you start connecting with the church straight away? Straight or? away. Yep. Yeah. So wow. I'm okay. pretty certain Monica and Chris um, lived, uh, were, were attending the church uh-huh. here as well. Okay. So that was the connection. Yeah, that was mm. the connection. Um, also, Yvonne and John Eastwood. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we grew up with them in yeah, Victoria wow. as well. So we knew oh. them. So um, yeah, that was another connection to the church and, oh, yeah, just so came here straight away pretty there much. I loved wow. it. Wow. No wonder I remember you being here forever. Yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> literally the first week we were here, we were at church every yeah. week. So because wow. we were very big churchgoers in Victoria yep. and we were very connected in the church. So I'm pretty sure mum and dad did the same sort of thing. They were very connected quite quickly in the church, yeah. you know, got quite close to Michael and Di very yep. quickly. And yep. so we did the same, kids' yeah, church wow. and all yeah. of that. Kids' church and then through to youth. Yes, through to youth. Um, and then I even, I was always involved. I was desperate to help out in kids' church even as like a 12-year-old. I remember begging I forget who was running it there. Maybe Sue. Maybe oh, Sue. Sue. Sue was doing Hit Squad. I remember it was ah, Hit Squad. And I'd want to come up to the... Yeah, it must have been Amanda. Yes. Yep. And then um, I recall then, yeah, starting to help out in kids' church. That's actually a little bit of a story Tell there, me. if you want. Totally. Um, I remember hitting grade 10 and my friends, I had been at Christian schools my whole sort of primary school moved to Queensland, went to another Christian school for a a couple of years, and then mum and dad decided to try homeschool with me and Chelsea. I lasted three terms. (laughs) No surprise there. Chelsea didn't stimulate your social calendar. she did not. I needed my social life. Um, And so I went from grade seven private Christian school, homeschool, Skipped a whole year level because my age when I moved up was different oh. and mum wanted to try a public school. So she decided oh, to gosh. try Noosa District. Okay. I won't say anything on that one. <laughs> um, and so I went from basically grade seven Christian school to grade nine, very much high school, state school, non-Christian. Oh, okay. So it was quite an eye opener for me, like very much <laughs> it was so. very educational. Very educational, <laughs> like first day educational. Okay. Um, and so I only lasted a semester okay. there. Wow. And um, I tried, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty strong in my stance. I've always been strong in where I stand morally. Um, and that sort of is, was why I left that school because I had a big group of friends who I loved, but didn't want to get involved in the drinking and, um, you know, the boyfriends and yeah, all of wow. that. In grade nine. In grade nine. And so I got, um, in the end, I got a bit bullied about that. Okay. And yeah, I just couldn't do it. So stopped there and went to Good Shepherd and realised that the difference between a public and a state school, a private and a public school, is really just the fact that they're not doing it at school. They're doing everything <laughs> just outside of school. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'd sort of melted into this is what teenagers are like. Okay. Um, made some friends and started to be interested in the teenage scene. And I feel like God has had a big um, hand on 
that in my life have protected me from that because I recall even I wanted to go to parties, but mum and dad are like, no way. I mean, I don't, don't even know how old you are in grade 10, maybe 14 or something, 14 or 15, 15. 15. Yeah. Um, and so I recall on three occasions lying to my parents about going to a party, but the day of the party I'd pull out on my friends. And I'd just be like, oh, I can't, like, um, I've got to do this now. And I just literally, but my plan for that night would have been, I'm going to go to this party and I'm going to drink and I'm going to get my first kiss. I'd never been kissed. Um, and I just had this plan to be cool and plan to fit in with my friends. And yeah. it just always was interrupted. Um, but at How that strong point, was your conviction? It was very strong and it always has been and still is to this day. Um, Don't mess with Janelle. Yeah, I, it was it was really really amazing, and I feel truly thankful to God for having that because yeah. I believe that I've learned a lot about personalities and myself, especially in the last few years. And I believe that with such a strong personality that I have, I think if I any path I walk, I'm quite big in it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if I went down that path, yeah. I probably could have fallen pretty hard. Yeah. So I. I'm so thankful I didn't. And so that's the point when mum and dad started noticing um, the friends I had and um, I didn't want to go to church on a Sunday anymore. I was like, no, I just want to stay home. I just want to sleep in. And so my mum contacted Amanda um, Sippel at the time and said to her, can you please get Janelle involved in the church? And so Amanda called me, like pulled me aside at church and said, I'd love love you to help me run the kids' church. So that saved me. Like that's the... I always had a relationship with God. I always loved God. I was always strong in youth. But when I was right there ready to be swayed, that really turned me. That Um, is so cool. Because, yeah, I just was like, oh, I can do, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can help out. And so every Sunday I was there helping in kids' church and it led to running the Sundays at kids' church and preaching and leading the band there. And it just was a really... It kept me grounded. Yes. I felt like if I'm a leader at church, yeah. I can't go out and do those mm. things. So, And it gave you purpose. It did. Yeah, it really gave me purpose. It mm. made me feel like I had a place yeah. and God had a path for me yeah. in that. So, yeah. so would you say in all of that, I mean, remembering back that far, did you have a, a – um, a salvation moment with God or growing up in the church, would you say you had multiple or? I actually, you know, I've, I've always had a relationship with God. Mm. I don't actually ever recall. It's, I don't know how this sounds, but I I don't actually ever recall no, giving yeah, my heart to God yep. because it was so young. I yeah. even remember um, missing one Sunday in church and gosh, I would have been maybe five or six mm where they had spoken on um, the gift of tongues. Mm. And I remember being so upset that I missed that. And yeah, some of wow. my friends might have spoken in tongues and I hadn't. And and how do I do this? And then I, w- I then went on a process of learning. Wow. And it still took a few years, actually, until um, I had that was able to speak mm. in tongues and that mm. gift. And um, so I, I, I really do remember always having a very strong la- relationship with God. Mm. But there were, very, there were definite moments throughout my teen years that I felt big God, Holy Spirit move. Yeah, um, wow. That that moment with um, Amanda yeah. wanting me involved in that was a yeah. big turning point. I feel like I was at a, at a fork in the road yeah. and I, I went down the, the God path. Yeah. 
Um, and there were a few nights at youth group. We had quite a, I don't know how to explain. We had Greg and Susie Matthews in youth and it was a very, very strong youth um, mm. and it was very, I, I guess, on fire. Every week was very emotional, was yeah. very on fire for God and I was very involved in the band and the youth and so, but I do recall a couple of specific nights that the Holy Spirit just grabbed me and mm. it just reset me and mm. and you know, repurposed me on where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and that I needed my life to be only for God. Yeah, wow. At such a young age. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very, very um, thankful for that. Yeah. I'm very happy that I stayed. And I truly, being a mother now, I always um, have said, especially recently, I've said, oh, my parents raised me and my siblings the same. I'm one of four. Um, same thing as well, three girls and a boy, though the opposite way. My brother's mm-hmm. the eldest. And I remember thinking my parents have raised us all the same, yet I'm the only one who hasn't swayed too far from God. Yeah. Um, and all my siblings do love God and, and still um you know, have that, but they've definitely had their times. And so I remember thinking, why? Like as a mother mm. now, I go, I mm. don't want my children. I, mm. I want them all to be like good Janelle. <laughs> you know, like Janelle is a teenager. <laughs> like I joke to my dad all the time now. I'm like, yeah, but I was your favorite, right? Because I was a good girl. I, I didn't give you gray hairs. And I think I made up for that in the first year of my life of yep. being very sick. But um, I think that a lot of that comes down to who you surround yourself with yeah. as a teenager. And yeah. so that for me, my core friendship group was youth within mm. the church, not my friends at school. Mm. I had lots of friends at school and mm. definitely spent time with them, but nothing to the group I had at church and my really strong friends that, mm. um, yeah, really walked with me. Really reinforces church community and Absolutely. role models, doesn't it? Like had your Absolutely. mum not have stepped in yeah. and tapped the right role model mm-hmm. on the shoulder that she went, okay, you're perfect for my daughter. Yep. Wow. It, it, I Absolutely. That's that's why we love being involved in the church now yeah. and why we, um, even when we feel so stretched to do anything in life, we still have always tried to do little things because I know that there's totally seasons where you're more involved and you're less involved and our season has been very busy with kids. Um, but still we're like, well, once a month we can be on the door because that's just getting there an hour early. That's all. If that's all we can do, that is still something because mm-hmm. it still mm-hmm. keeps us connected. Mm-hmm. It still also makes our kids know that we're, this is our church. We, yeah. you know, the church, I've always had a big thing of um, the church isn't necessarily about what we can take from it. It's about what we can give to it and the fellowship and and how that looks and um so, yeah, I think that's a huge part. So that's what I really, really am praying for my children um, as they grow older, mm. that they can form those bonds with the right people. Yes. Because that's, I really do think that's a huge, it definitely starts in the home. Yeah. Definitely being role models to our children yeah. and having God as a focus. But there's but a point in time that we don't get to be that person anymore. Exactly. They're out of the house a lot more. It's they scary. get their license. Ooh. They go, you know, like that's terrifying, yeah. but it's what it is. And yeah. it's like they're at school for how many hours yeah. in the day? Like they're the people that that's are surrounding right. our kids. Yeah. And it's almost like you and I need to look around at our teenagers mm-hmm. right now and go, okay. Yep. They are our kids' role models, yep, aren't absolutely. they? Because that's that 
mm-hmm. you know, next age yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's what on, I was to some of them. Totally. Like, so yeah. I, I look at them now and I'm like, oh, we're in, we've, we've got friendships. I have friendships now with those, you know, youth that are 10 years, yes. 15 years younger yes, than me. Absolutely. But that's who they, I was who they looked absolutely. at. So it's, yeah, absolutely. Looking wow. at them now and going, okay. All right, yeah, we're good. Like this area is good, or okay, oh, like you just yeah. you, you, you. It's definitely generational is the thing to, which look is through. such a blessing then to look around a church that is so multi generational, mm-hmm. isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, every single generation needs that, mm-hmm. yeah. don't they? Yeah, and even like we were discussing earlier that um, having conversations with other generations, mm-hmm. and you know, I love having a chat to anyone in the in the church, having a conversation with someone who's 10, 15, 20, 40 years older than me. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I'm so keen for a, a, a sit down over lunch and, and chat and hear about people's stories because that's you know, that's who you look up to, and that's um, totally. who you have, even as a child, and yeah. to now, like. Even being an adult now, like you still look up to people. So, mm. oh gosh, yeah, yeah, it's because really, don't we still feel like the little kids? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, and I totally feel younger than I am now. Yes. <laughs> I'm totally like, oh no, when I am a lot older than yes, them. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So, I am the most mature, responsible adult yes, in the room. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Scary sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's so funny. I love that I'm putting myself in the same age category as you as well. But you know, me feel good in this moment. But, but you know what? Like, <laughs> so isn't not. it though? I feel like once you hit um, a certain, not even a certain age, but a certain stage, stage. in mm. your life so is true. where age does not come into yeah. it. You just, I feel so connected yeah. with people 10 to 20, 30 mm. years on either side of mm. my age. I really do. Yeah. Like it doesn't stop. doesn't stop, I don't no. think, you no. know. So. so talk to me about dating Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Lewis. How, what age were you when you met Lewis? I knew, I so had known 15. him um, when I first moved yes, here. Of so his family yeah. obviously okay. were in yeah. the church. Um, I was friends with Liv, his little sister, yeah. and it was kind of he was in my class at Good Shepherd actually, but we weren't really friends. Um, we didn't really talk to one another. We knew one another, but we weren't close. And I think it was grade oh eleven maybe that. We both got put, um, we had Reggie Dabbs come to the school, Mm. which was so exciting and he's so cool. And Lewis and I got put as to introduce him at chapel, I guess because the school was kind of like, who are the Christians? Christians? (laughs) (laughs) You and you, boy there, girl there. Um, So we had to kind of chat a little bit about that. And that's when I first noticed Lewis was like, oh, he's actually a, like, seems like quite a genuine guy. Um, that's always been the word I've used for Lewis is genuine. And so that's where I noticed him. I don't think he noticed me though. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of had a crush on him for a while throughout that. And then he um, ended up dating a friend and I was heartbroken. I was absolutely, he didn't know. He had no clue that I had a crush on him. Oh my gosh, boys Um, are so clueless. Oh, they really are. And it's really, really funny. This is God's humour sometimes. I remember coming downstairs crying because I just found out, I guess I was 15 maybe, that Lewis was dating um, somebody else. And I was like, mom, and to my sister, like, oh, I'm so heartbroken. They're like, it's fine. God's got a better guy out there for you. <laughs> and I was like, Slap. that's true. He totally oh, does. Yep. And um, Or a better version a of better, that one. <laughs> exactly. And so um, they sort of dated for, I don't know how long, and 
then um, Lewis's family moved out past our place in Boring Point and we were in Lake Crover. So um, after he was single again, um, that's his own story as well. He went through quite a rough patch with that. And um, he then, I started catching a lift home with his family and then he got his licence and then I was catching a lift home with him. Ah. And so that's when it re-sparked, well, didn't re-spark, re-sparked for me Mm -hmm. and that's when maybe he noticed me. And, yeah, it just was a friendship that really grew. And for quite a few months we both knew that we liked one another but didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Like it was just this, like, cute little flirty relationship. Mm. Um, And then... One day when Lewis um, was driving me home, he said to me, you know, I really do like you and I'd really like to be, like, in a relationship. And I literally was like, oh, I'm not ready. (laughs) And I I fully shut him down. I was like, I kind of like you too, but no, I'm not ready. And then a week later I was ready. (laughs) Okay, nice. But he was my um, special friend. We weren't officially boyfriend and girlfriend with a label because I was 16. And I remember my parents always saying, when you're 16, you can have a boyfriend. And so I turned 16. I was like, yes, I can have a boyfriend now. They're like, you don't need to just go out and get a boyfriend, you know. And so I really learned that the label doesn't matter. Um, And we hated it back then. My dad was always like, oh, no, this is Janelle's special friend. And Lewis is like, this is so stupid. And it was cringeworthy. Totally. But now as a mother, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, but as a mother now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this. (laughs) Because it, um, and speaking at youth a couple of weeks ago, you were there, we're speaking about relationships. And one of the questions was, how do I know when I'm ready for a relationship? And if he's the right person. And one of my biggest things was that um, you might not know for a while. Like some people God tells them. Um, other times God doesn't tell you for a little while. You've got to get to know that person. And so if you're quite young, you're not going to get married at 16. Mm. So, you know, you don't have to jump in and just be this full intense couple instantly. And so we had a very slow dating process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lewis waited about two months to hold my hand. Oh. And then it was, you know, maybe four or five months in that we I had my first kiss. Oh. So Lewis is my first kiss um, at 16. So it was a very um, sort of innocent and pure yeah. relationship. It was yeah. beautiful. I really... What you want for your kids. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah I just... Wow. Um, if that could happen for four of them would be incredible. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, we dated for three years and then we were married. So, yeah, oh, wow. two and a half, got engaged and then yep. married by three years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I was 19. And then moved to Emerald. So what was that oh. like? Move away from your mentors mm-hmm. and your church community mm. and your family yes. and everything. It was, it was good, very hard. Mm. Um, there was definitely positives to it. I really think that being a new couple, a new marriage, um, especially one that has come from family and, like, you know, mo- wedding nights, the first night we'd ever been in the same bed and been in the same room mm. and that's mm. living together. I literally mm. came from my father and mother's house mm. to my husband's house. Mm. Um, it was very full on, but it was really good because it set a foundation that I couldn't just run back to my parents when things were yeah. hard. Yeah. Because when I had such a strong relationship with them, it would be very easy to yes. do. So I think that really set our relationship. Um, but it was hard. The first year of marriage was very, it was rough. Like it, it really was a lot of tears. And I hate, I honestly, I hated Emerald. 
Yeah. I did not want to move there. The idea of an adventure was great. Mm. Um, we moved the there two months after we were married. Yeah. And just because there was no work here. And my brother was in Emerald and that was good. And a f- um, very close um, family that I grew up with in Victoria were there as well. So I had friends there, but I just did not enjoy being there. So um, it wasn't until four years later when I had Myla that I finally started enjoying it and then we moved a year after that. So, (laughs) and church as well, like, listen, this is going to sound great for you guys, but there is no other church than this church for me. I totally paid you to say that. (laughs) But that, like, that showed me how much when there's a church in your heart, that Mm. just stays. And so for us, we tried a number of churches. Um, we definitely aren't the type that are like, whatever, we can't be bothered with church. We wanted a church. Yeah. Um, and listen, they were still fine. But, I mean, one church we went to for almost five years, a few different in between here and there, and was still asked if we were new that day. Mm. So it just, that's one thing that I am determined mm-hmm. and why a lot of people say mm-hmm. to me, oh, you're so good with new people, Janelle. I'm like, because I refuse to have people. Yep. feel like they're not a part of something that they have been. Um, so, yeah, it definitely, it was, it built us um, in our marriage, definitely, and our strength in our personality, relying on God, all of that. Mm. But it just, it definitely was a season and it was a hard season yeah. being up there too. Amazing, so. but in hindsight to look back on it and see yeah. See the the growing up and the yeah, strengthening yeah. that God does, but thank God it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we we also had a lot of um, first difficult times. I yes. um, have had a very, I like to say, I I always used to say to my mom, "Why has my life been so easy?" Like, I you know, I married the first boy I officially dated. I, you know, had never really experienced a, a very awful, difficult thing. I, I've had a, a few, you know, there's definitely been times, um, but it wasn't until our first miscarriage when I was in Emerald that that was the first major mm. moment in my life that I truly couldn't breathe mm. through grief. And um, and it was a sort of around the 12-week mark, you know, and it was over a few days that it was, it's okay and then it's not okay. And it just, it tore me to pieces. And mm. so, Doing that alone, yeah. or obviously I had Lewis, but doing that mm. with, you know, we had a, a small community, but when your family's not there, it totally. just, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and when there's not a church, like I know here, if something like, you know, that with a, a close group, they, mm. they get around each mm. other and I just mm. didn't feel that up mm. there. Mm. So it definitely had some difficult seasons because mm. we did that twice before we got Milo. We had two miscarriages and yeah, it just wow. was a difficult time. Yeah. So I love being back in Noosa. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. much so. Yeah. But, yeah. And having not just your family but your community. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, the thing is my family, half my family live in America now. Yes. So they're not here but my Lewis's family are my family mm. and my dad's here and my the church is just mm. they're my family you yeah. know they're my kids family and it's yeah. just that sort of place you know yeah. like I was just telling you earlier that I you know one one beautiful wonderful lady in the church brings meals here and there like does messages mean it's like I've had you on my heart I've made some meals I'm going to drop them off mm. like and it's always in the week that I'm like falling to pieces and tearing yeah. my hair so it's just that sort That's of community cool. that I That's just love. That's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. It is. Love it. So you moved back to Noosa. Mm-hmm. 
and then start a new chapter with one well, and a what half was kids. Planned to be a couple of kids and ends up at four. Four, yes. <laughs> we moved back with a one year old and I was about thirty weeks pregnant with the second. So she was a early surprise. Mm-hmm. Um took us a few years for Myla and then Azalea, Myla was six months old when we found out we we're pregnant. So that was a big surprise and quite difficult, but it you know, we we were back here. Yeah. So that was the main thing. Yeah. So yeah, moved back here. I um took time off work to have babies and did hairdressing in between, started my business and Lewis, you know, stuck with his work building and or carpentry then and, mm. um, yeah, just got back into the swing of things, got back into church, got mm. back into being around family and that was, yeah, really, mm. really good. Mm. So... And it adds a whole nother meaning to busyness, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. This season. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's definitely a... F- full season. Mm. Um, I often say a full on season and I'm trying to use my words differently Mm. because this is the season I'm in and I can't change the season. So I just have to accept that it's a full season. Um, It's a very busy one and there's not a lot of room for things, but um, I do feel like I'm finally coming out of one part of it and I'm able to bring a little few more things into my life, yeah. Um, but that's it. Yes. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm done for a little bit now. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have to, you know, this is enough. This is my yes. area. I've also had to let go of things as well, yeah. getting into a bigger, newer season. Yes. So, so um, what drives you to, um, you know, mumming four is obviously mm-hmm. massive. What mm-hmm. drives you beyond that? Um, it's... It's kind of just in me being wanting more. Mm. I'm sort of a very, um, I'm an overachiever. I'm a very productive person. Mm-hmm. So it's actually almost, I almost need to be the opposite to your question because I probably drive myself too much. Yeah, sure. um, so that's a season that I'm learning because mm. um, I'm learning that the season of being a mother is a very important one. Yeah. And whilst in, you know, normally you're, you're like, of course it is. In my heart, um, I struggled with that. I struggled not being able to just go to work and um, go after my dreams and, and go up the ladder and that mm. sort of thing mm. and accept that, no, my season is is here at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think that it's remembering that each stage is a season because um, – Otherwise, I get too far ahead of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and we think we have to do it all today. Yeah, exactly. And mm. I think as well, like when you're growing up, you sort of are always ask, what do you want to be or what do you want to do? And I, um, it's funny, I just remembered that, that I, we used to do, do you remember night church? We did um, three minutes of fire. Was mm-hmm. it three minutes of fire something or something like, like that? that? Yeah, I remember that. And I remember doing one of them and of course, <laughs> typical Janelle, mine turned into the whole sermon for the <laughs> night. <laughs> it started off as three minutes and it ended up being the entire night, um, which I didn't plan. That just flowed. And I was speaking about seasons mm. and it's really funny to now think back on that because I've probably ignored my own oh, preach yeah, back then so many times yeah. <laughs> because um, – you know, growing up, I wanted to be an actress for years. I did musical theatre. I had an agent. I oh, All wow. of these things. Okay. Um, another thing that God, I felt, protected me in because, okay. 
even things like filling out the agency form was what would you consent to doing? And I realised straight away again my conviction was so strong in things that my Mm. agent turned around and said, you're not going to book many jobs if you say no to all of those things. And I was like, well you know, it's what I am. Like, so that season ended and went into wanting to be a missionary. I did quite a few mission trips to Vanuatu, to Bali. um, And I had one set up to go to um, Watoto in Uganda Mm. in the orphanage there. Mm. I was meant to go with Erin Clout. Um, And then just things came up and work came up and I didn't end up going and I was devastated. Um, But I still feel like that, that part was a season as well Mm. and I could totally go back to that season I'm sure if God wants to bring it in but it's the next step and the next step and each little section is a season and I believe that God wants me in those seasons along the way I don't have to go back and follow the same one you know like life happens and things happen and like even You've learnt from and you've been shaped by that season yes. and then the doors close and yeah. you go into the next one. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, sometimes the seasons are not planned seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you are just thrown into it and you're like, oh, okay, mm. this is what we're doing. Mm. So it's I'm very much in that moment at the moment where I'm accepting the season and going, okay, all right, this yeah. is what I'm doing and yeah. letting go of things, letting go of control. Yeah. I think that God's always going to work on that one with yeah. me is the control because yeah. I'm not good at letting it go. Totally. So, I hear you. Mm. So how do you go um, managing the tensions of um, being an influencer and your work, your walk with mm-hmm. God? What does that look like for you? Um, I think... Because I grew up quite grounded, um, it's always stayed there, but it's when um, I let things overwhelm me that I really struggle and that's when I have to really re-seek God in why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, And I think that it's often we've, you know, had a pretty full-on year this year um, and I've, you know, had some really difficult times and and hard moments and it's definitely been a very rough season. I've had, um, you know, a bit of depression and um, postnatal depression and going through things that are completely out of your control, um, it makes it very hard to then feel like you can be someone to influence or Um, even for your children, like even for my kids, you know, because it's like everything else is overwhelming and jumping on top of me. And so I've kind of had a few um, moments, a few things that keep me there. And it's it's one of them is something that I speak about quite often, which is um, choosing joy. It's joy has always been a really big thing in my life. Um, I think it is in a lot of people's lives and Christians' lives. It's a pretty strong um, word that you need to find and, and feeling. and um, But, but for, to me, yeah. the stronger aspect of that is the choosing. Yes. So it's that's it because it's like it, everything around you can look not great mm. and everything around you actually might not be great at all, mm, mm. but there will always be something, and especially as a Christian, mm. even if the world is crumbling, mm. you know, our joy is in God. Mm. Um, and so I think that, stopping and resetting and then deciding to find it and choose it because you can find it. You can see where 
um, your joy is and, and what, even in just the simple things, but then to choose it and make that then change how you face the day or how you face that moment yeah. is a whole new story. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like when I feel so overwhelmed or so busy or too busy to stop, I have to constantly remind myself, you know, don't let this bring you down. Don't let this take take over you know, stop and find that, what gives you that. And sometimes it's purely, you know, my little girl Elsie that just will say a new word and just blow my mind and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so – or just her joy, like just my Mm. children's joy and what that innocence and that beauty Mm. in it. Um, Mm. So that's been a a huge thing for me and it's hard. It's become something that I need to force in a way, like force Mm. the habit. and yeah, and with all of that, as well as a big thing on on um, my world at the moment, as well as to be still, be still and know that he's God, because I am not still. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am not still. And my husband always jokes with me because I've got a reminder that says be still here on. And um, Lewis will joke with me and be like, Janelle, be still, because I'm just like, go, 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 go. And it, but it's so true because if I'm not, I don't listen. And if I'm not listening, God can't give yeah. me his peace. He can't mm. talk to me. He can't, you know. So I definitely, it's it's a um, something that I have to create a habit out mm. of, which is very hard sometimes mm. when you have four voices around you constantly. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, just being still and finding those moments, even if those moments are like 30 seconds. Yeah. I have to take them. Mm. So, mm. like half of your time spent on the toilet because then in somebody comes. Yes, I was about to say that not even half. I don't even get that these days. It's like a mm, yes. yeah. I yeah. Do, I don't. I mean, I'm I don't have any children today, so this is nice. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. It's my day this off. Is, this is a moment. Yeah. yeah, but even things in you know putting earphones in and listening to podcasts or yeah. putting the music mm. on in the background of my home. Yeah. Um, is a really big thing for me because it's <laughs> it's just a constant reminder and it's also just his presence, like God's presence just being constantly around. Even if I'm not purposefully reading my Bible, purposefully um, praying or worshipping, if it's just around me, then I feel him, you know. So um, that's a big thing for me. Mm. And we're more likely to tune in, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely, because mm. it's, mm. it's very easy to just let the distractions get you Mm. and then I find instantly I'm just not a happy person then like if I don't have I and I think this comes with when you've always walked with God if I don't know how you couldn't (laughs) like I'm sort of like you know I totally have my up and downs as every Christian does I totally have my lazy times and Mm. my times I'm like oh my goodness I need to press in so much more because I I feel myself strain I feel Mm. myself you know, the depression taking over or the anxiety taking Mm. over and Mm. to know that I've sometimes been in my darkest possible moments, which I've, I've had some very dark moments, especially in the last year to go through them, but actually not feel completely alone. Mm. But at the same time, know that the world's not fixed. My situation is not fixed. Mm. But to know that God is right there, yeah, wow. that's the difference because if I didn't have him there, I probably wouldn't have made it. Like yeah. I probably wouldn't have got through. So yeah. um, I, I'm very I, – if I can do that in my darkest moments, when I'm having like a frazzled moment and I can't even hold on to God in that, I'm like, okay, Janelle, come on. Like where's, your, where's you know, stop. 
be still, find it, mm. go sit down, mm. read your Bible for a minute, mm. put on a podcast, listen mm. to worship. Mm. Like I have a few songs that instantly get me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put those on. <laughs> like they'll get me. So yeah. yeah. Wow. You mm. found him to be enough. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Like beyond. Yeah. No matter the season. Yeah. 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 He's I, still God. Yeah. He's still God. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like mm. he's always there, never leaves, never forsakes. Like he yeah. just is. Yeah, I couldn't Love couldn't it. do it without without him. It's Love amazing, it. truly amazing. So good. Yeah. And you're potentially only one third of your life into it. Seriously. That's so mind-blowing. Does that feel exhausting? Very exhausting. <laughs> like even thinking of you saying that, I'm like, oh, that is very exhausting, especially to you not know. You might need to slow down a little bit if you want to make 90. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, I think you to, might not, just to not know. You adrenaline the yes. whole way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I could handle that the whole way. I love it. But, yeah, I no. It. It's with, with God is the centre, you know. It, it'll be great. It will be. It'll be Absolutely. I'm, I'm, cur- I'm, I'm both terrified of the future and I'm also very curious. Yeah, I'm sort of absolutely. like, all right, God, where are we going next? Yeah, that's like, it, on this adventure. Yeah. Mm, so. It's very cool. Well, mm. thank you for sharing with us today. Okay. It's incredible journey and just beautiful to see the love that you have, not just for God, but mm-hmm. church and mm. And I promise that I haven't paid you to say anything today, even no. though it totally sounds. You like know what? It. it was it was about being removed from it yeah. to then see what it is. You know, you know those whole like you you lose something, you want it yeah, more. Like it was it, that. Totally. I yeah. I just you really see what 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 is so good in your life mm. and what you need in your life when you don't have it. And that's church it. was the biggest thing for us. It so was like, awesome. we've got to come again. back. I love it. Go again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I know that your story will inspire many others, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in Us story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together. 